Hey, my name is Lucas, and I want to welcome you to the official podcast of Coastline Young Adults from Coastline Church in Victoria. This podcast is dedicated to encouraging you in your faith and helping you apply it to real life in real time. Here you'll find messages from our weekly service at Coastline Nights and other conversations where we talk and tackle what it means to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. Everything you find here will point you to the truth and hope of Jesus. So grab a beverage, enjoy the message, and lean into how God wants to speak to you today. Hi guys. I'm so happy I get to be uh, a part of this evening, uh, Baptism Sunday and all that has happened today. Um, It's just such an exciting thing to be a part of. I'll get all hype about it. Um, We're going to cheer about it. But today I I wanted the chance to talk to all of you about um, the beauty of transformation. Today we're seeing baptism, which is the outward expression of inner transformation, and um, it, can, it can feel like an opportunity to just come and, you know, get through the sermon and then get fired up for the people um, in the tank. But I just wanted to remind you today that you might not be getting in the tank tonight, but an invitation um, for transformation is being offered to you. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Sound good? Love it. Um, I think my favorite part about baptisms, other than like having to wear waterproof mascara, which I don't own, Um, is that each person who gets into the tank um, across all services has a story. And I love stories. I think you could ask my husband if I had all the time and money in the world, I would spend it on books and movies. Who is with me? Let's go. Um, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a hermit, a little bit of a shell, but I do. I love stories. Not TV shows so much, unless it's Lost. And if you don't like Lost, come fight me in the parking lot. Um, books and movies, plots, character development—just the idea of a beautiful beginning and a really messy middle that we can all relate to, and then a total transformation at the end. And today we are, we're we're witnessing that exact moment happen in five people's lives tonight. And they're going to share a little bit of their personal stories um, up on the screen before before they get dunked, their testimonies. But again, don't lose the, the big story that's happening tonight, that's on display tonight. The big story is the story of Jesus meeting humanity and absolutely transforming our lives. At Coastline, we do. We say that baptism is the outward expression of inward transformation. How beautiful it is that we get to see it on display today for these people. But like I said, you too are a part of that. I think I get emotional when I watch people's stories, not just because of their personal moments, but because of how communal of a moment it is for us to understand and see physically what Jesus has done for us. So like I said, you may not be stepping in the tank today, but you've been given the invitation of transformation. And transformation stuff. You're like, okay, it sounds a little bit infomercial. Like, transformation sounds too Instagram ad for me. You see stuff like, I'm the new Christian. I know all about giving my heart to Jesus, but I also know how challenging it is because my old life just doesn't seem to leave me behind. It's hard to kick old habits. I just don't think transformation's for me. Or Steph, I'm the never before Christian. I've heard about Jesus, and honestly, it all sounds a little bit sales pitch to me. I just don't understand how a religious worldview could transform who I am. I don't know. I don't buy into it. Or you see, Steph, I'm the been around the block Christian. I've heard this whole schmo before. I get it. But there is no rabbit being pulled out of a hat in my life. 
I think I might be missing something. I've, I've done this for a while and I don't know if transformation's for me. I promise each one of you that the pathway to transformation is the same. And the invitation is equally offered and the ability of Jesus is most certainly sound and reliable. So try me for 20 minutes, time it. Um, better yet, uh, listen for Jesus over my voice because he has an invitation for you tonight. We know that every story has a beginning. Every good story starts beautifully and our story starts with the transformation of salvation. You may have heard uh, from this stage before and it bears repeating, but we are a church of next steps. We believe that every person in this room has a next step in their faith journey. And the beautiful thing about that is that everybody's is different. Everyone's at a different stage and pace, but Jesus is ready to meet you and take you on that next step. But we also believe that everybody has the same first step, and that is salvation. We believe that it all begins with Jesus, which might already trip some people up in the room, but don't check out early, listen. Maybe you need to understand that your idea or your expectation of transformation is still formed by the world around you, our culture. We expect that um, transformation shows up in the way that it's marketed to us. We are inundated with it. A better marriage, a better sex life, a better body, a better mindset, a better vacation, a better social justice narrative, a better dot, dot, dot. Keeps going. If your transformation will make you a worldly perfection, I challenge you that you have it wrong. Today when I talk about the transformation that Jesus offers you, I absolutely fully press that there is no true transformation before there is salvation. Why? If I'm, if I'm gonna use this Bible not just from a Christian worldview but as a historical resource, we can see that anything, it's just riddled with stories, that anything that we as humans put our hands to without first opening our hands to God is just self-ambition, self-driven like, self plans, self-improvement, self-help, and therefore it is as vulnerable as the self is. We see that. We say idolatry and greed, oppression, failed plans, failed kings, sin. This is like our origin of brokenness. And ironically, I would argue it's our origin of self-help. I usurp God and decide that I can help myself. And our culture, though, would disagree with this view of self on some level. We may be able to get culture to believe that the self is vulnerable maybe even broken in some areas, but our culture would not agree with the biblical view that humans cannot make themselves whole again. In fact, the self-actualization industry, um, as of 2019, pretty current, is an $11 billion industry. To me, that says that culture actually acknowledges that we have some messy, disordered, broken situations within ourselves but like all of us, we feel this deep pressure to fix it ourselves. Christianity counterculturally would state that the power of transformation comes from one source. In Acts 4, 12, uh, Peter says, salvation is found in no one else, therefore there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved, and that is Jesus. No other name, not, not Steph, not Pastor Lou, I love you bro, not Chad Veach, not a moon cycle, not an essential oil program or a self-love mantra you put on your mirror or a therapist or a time management schedule or a couch to 10K running program. Like salvation, life-forming transformation is found in no one else but Jesus, no material thing or person under heaven. 
crazy cool thing. The Greek word that we translate salvation from is soteria. And this word is actually used interchangeably or synonymous with the word healing. Salvation is healing. This is not just a step. It's not just a religious worldview. Salvation is healing at the deepest level of a human existence, which is our soul. I believe Jesus starts transforming us here because it's actually the closest thing to his heart. Our soul, our very lives are the divinely created, God-image-bearing parts of who we are. And Jesus wants to heal this first. He knows we're no good before goodness. We're no good before grace. And he doesn't ask us to try on this step to transformation. He doesn't ask us to give a 50-50 trade or like small payments of $79.99. Through his death and by no works other than his, our soul is restored for free. Jesus offers you this as your first step, and that's a beautiful beginning. But all of us know the story continues. Uh, Salvation is a one-time, one-choice experience. A transformation that's offered freely and permanently, guys, permanently by Jesus. But what next? I would take us into the messy middle of our story. The transformation of the mind, if you will, which sounds a little bit Dr. Strange, before he could get his hands back. Something had to happen inside. Go watch it. It's the same for you and me, though. This is like our character development part of our story with Jesus. We've had this meeting and this encounter and this transformation, but what next? Our character development. I would argue with you that character is what makes a person, but character itself is made by choices. Like, I don't wake up wise. You, you aren't born with patience. Leadership, strong leadership isn't like a personality trait. These are character qualities that come about by compounding choices over time. And where do our choices begin? Like right here and right here. You know, it lines up for me biblically that Jesus saved our souls because those belong to him, you know. But the mind he gave us, he gave us free will. And it's on us to align our free will with his goodwill. In Romans 12, 2, very classic verse, but I'm reading to you today from the Amplified Version. It's so good, guys. Go get it. It's for nerds. Um, It really acknowledges how important it is for us to align with his will and how much is actually going on in the outside world that's trying to get at that. Read along with me. 12, 2, Romans. Do not be conformed to this world or this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs but be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Talk about expanding a verse, hey guys? You know, we get kind of caught up in our own echo chambers, don't we? Like, it's like our Instagram search feeds. Like, my algorithm on my Instagram has got it down to dog videos and mom reels and, like, movie trivia. It's got me. I know it. But my brain is almost the same way. Like, I get stuck in the same stories. I would love to practice more gentleness in my family, but that one person has that passive-aggressive comment that makes me angry. Or I'd love to practice peace in my finances, but I'm reading news stories about inflation and will my husband and I ever have a house and suddenly fear overrides my already like barely existent tithing habits. 
I would love to have more joy with my daughter and I just can't help but get sucked into this idea that all my friends have freedom and she's like stopped that somehow. I would love to have more patience with my husband but I keep hearing this narrative that like men and women are so different and they'll never really get each other so I kind of like give up. My mind is just like the same stories, the same scroll. Like what is yours? And scary enough, I think my mind is more controlled than ever or than I'd ever like to admit by this thing right here. And what scares me the most about this, and it really should scare you, I know. I'm not gonna do the TED talk on it. I'm not gonna try and win you over to like take an Instagram fast or whatever. But the crazy thing about society is that something good comes along and we're for it and we're with it. And then we get the behind the scenes. Like the veil is torn, we look behind the curtain and it's ugly and controlled and consumeristic and man-made and dark and we're like using it hundreds of times a day. Like it doesn't change what we do. And what breaks my heart is that I read about another veil being torn of Jesus removing the barrier of sin and shame and darkness. And what's behind that veil? Eternal presence with God and eternal life. And I still struggle to choose my word over this thing. Like, how do we win this battle? How do we transform our minds if I'm still wrestling with this point? If it looks like God has set us up to fail after salvation, like leaving us to literally our own devices, if you will, nothing could be further from the truth. Because in salvation, an already beautiful and whole and healing experience, he's given us a very strong and secret weapon. If this was mid's class, I would hold my bag of candy out and be like, who can guess what it is? (laughs) It's the Holy Spirit. God, in his triune wisdom, has the Holy Spirit. He's given us a new voice, a new word to get in our minds and our hearts and our echo chambers. And it's a good voice. It's his voice with us. And when we submit to the power of that voice, when we choose to listen, when we give him lordship over our lives, our thoughts and our emotions, we actually rewrite these loops and these pathways. And if you're sitting here saying like, okay, Steph, I know, like I've heard this and I know I hear him, but I don't always listen. I just don't want that to be the cop-out point for you because this is the messy middle. Like it's messy because we mess up. The God of the universe has enough grace for you, I promise. But it's actually within our will. The Holy Spirit doesn't leave He doesn't stop talking. He doesn't walk out. God, again, in giving us the Holy Spirit, has given us the message that this isn't all on our shoulders. It's not a heavy, oppressive burden to be with him. Every time we choose him within our will, it only strengthens that pathway, strengthens that inner transformation. Are you hearing me? Let's walk our final chapter onto transformation, the final step, which we would almost call the transformation of our actions. Maybe you're a Christian and you've been one for a while and you're like, you know what, I get it. Like, I've heard this and I'm with you. I've given my life and salvation and I I challenge myself and my inner will. But how do I know? How do I know when I'm really transformed? Consider with me the old Sunday school verses and talk in the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How interesting that all of these fruits are outwardly recognizable. All of us would know when we see a joyful person, a kind person, a gentle person. 
but they are reflections of an inner experience first and foremost. When we submit our lives to Jesus through salvation and we offer our will to align with his in inner transformation, you actually will not be able to help but express it. When you are aligned with his will, that fruit cannot help but grow. Four people, five people are doing it tonight. We're seeing transformation on display. We're seeing these steps outwardly expressed tonight. A life of full transformation doesn't just accept salvation, doesn't just work on yourself, but you align with God to say, like, I'm a ready, willing, able, prepared vessel to be used by you. Because when we are working on that inner transformation, he works on giving us the heart of God, which says, I don't just care about transforming you. I care about everyone, but I will use your story and your story and these folks' stories to do it, only if outwardly expressed. I'm going to offer a deep end to you folks if you want to go swimming tonight. A life of total transformation is about outward expression. What are you doing right now to express an inner transformation? If you're at that step, if you're at that stage with Jesus, what are you doing? What hard thing do you need to submit to do? Who needs to know about what he's done in your life? People don't know about Jesus and what he's done for you unless they learn it through, their, through your actions. Is it the barista that you're shoulder to shoulder with every Tuesday that you know is struggling with depression? Is it your estranged dad that just needs the kindness of Jesus? not like the same battle you have with him all the time? Is it your neighbors who are experiencing a loss and could use a warm meal? Who needs to know about what Jesus has done for you? I wanna challenge you to take that away with you tonight. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray for us to wrap us into our baptism night. As we pray, um, I want you to consider the step that you might be at when it comes to transformation. I'm covering it all. If, if you want to meet Jesus, if this is something that you've heard and you think you want to submit your life to him through salvation, through healing, I want to cover that. If you're someone that's saying, I know that I've accepted Jesus, but I just struggle with submitting my will to his, I got you. And if you're someone that says, I've done this, I've been around the block, but I know my stumbling block is actually showing what has been transformed in me, I got you. Can we pray together tonight? Let's bow our heads. Jesus, I thank you for the gift of your life and that the gift of your life transforms ours and transforms the lives around us. I thank you so much for the individuals in this room who every one of them has a next step. Jesus, would you be here in this moment? Would you be here for the person that is, that is meeting you for the first time? is encountering with you for the first time, that has heard that your name and welcoming you into their life could provide healing at the deepest part of themselves. If you're that person, would you just pray with me, Jesus, I'm so thankful to have heard about you. I'm so thankful for what you have done for my life. I want to submit my healing. I want to submit who I am to you, to have lordship. I'm sorry for the way that I have used my own strength to try and heal myself, but I believe that you can heal me and I receive you. Thank you, Jesus. 
God, I pray for the people who have welcomed you into their life but struggle with aligning their will with your will. Would you just miraculously use and move um, your Holy Spirit in these folks' lives? Would you increase um, the ability and the opportunity for you to speak to them? I know that the world is loud and it's often like that we are so restless that we don't find time to rest with you. Would you enforce rest on this congregation tonight so they can hear from you? And if there are folks that know things that you want them to do or that there's people in their lives that stand out like a beacon that they need to share what you have done in their lives to them, would you give them the courage, give them the nudge to express, outwardly express what you have done for them because you have, you have a story in each one of these people's lives tonight. We submit this evening to you, God. We submit this night and these choices. We want to choose you. We love you, God. Amen. Folks, we're heading into um, our baptism time. At this point in the message, I think it's so important for us to focus on the transformation that has happened, the transformation that's going to be um, expressed, and to prepare a spirit of celebration. It's absolutely worth celebrating these lives. And on top of that celebration, as we're standing together and as we're cheering and and getting excited for the personal stories we're going to see on these videos in just a few minutes, I also just encourage you to like fan into flame that excitement and that celebration for what is represented on here, on this stage. In Colossians 2.12, we're told that baptism is the physical representation of the resurrection of Jesus. That we've been buried with him by going underwater. I know that we could probably go outside in today's rainstorm and feel like we're getting baptized. But we talk, we talk full immersion, down and buried. And when you come up, that old life is gone. There is new life and salvation. That's why we believe in full immersion here at, at Coastline. Is it such a great representation? So that spirit of celebration is not just for the person, but also for what Jesus has done for us. It's on display today. Cheer it out loud for what he's done in your life. Band, you can come on up. I'm just going to assume that. We're going to head into um, a time of worship. But before we do, we have the video of tonight's stories um, on the screen. Would you be thinking of these individuals prepared for who you're going to celebrate and get ready to, uh, to cheer? Thanks so much, guys. 